Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Toxica Diaries. Uh, I'm your host, Parker, uh, and I'm joined here today with my fellow co-hosts, Michelle and Alex, who is out munching away. Um, so how was, uh, how was your guys' week? I was putting on chapstick. Oh, okay. I didn't, I couldn't see. <laughs> I'm just saying. It... She was I mean, half my face is lips. covered by like the whatever screen this is, the pop screen. Yeah. True, true. Like, you see me? You don't. You see uh, me? You don't. <laughs> I don't see Michelle at all. But anyways, how was your guys' week? It was good, actually. So I got my wisdom teeth removed, and uh, Alex and Parker are well aware of how much I've suffered throughout this process. Uh, 10 out of 10, I do not recommend, okay, to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Anyone. If your dentist tells you that you need to get your wisdom teeth removed, don't do, do it. it. Do it. Don't, Don't listen to Michelle. No. It's just she's no. got a problem with life. Do it. Do it. She's got a problem with life where she wants yeah. to make everything super complicated and just blow it out of proportion. But I didn't make it complicated. Like, look, I want to say I got my wisdom, my bottom ones, bottom wisdom teeth removed. Five minutes in, out, no issue. Parker, tell the people, right? Yeah. So, and did you throw up during your procedure and then after? No. Well, you I don't. Didn't. You have every right to complain. I don't understand why you're not complaining even more. That sounds horribly traumatic. <laughs> like I, I know. I don't rec- like. You heard it from Alex, guys. Do you want to throw up while the dentist has? Like, I'm also his very, all very sensitive to all, literally everything. So. Parker can tell you guys. So I got all four removed. So a procedure that's supposed to take 45 minutes. Tell the people how long it took. So I was able to, in LA traffic, I was (laughs) able to drive. I went and got food at McDonald's, which was like 20 minute wait. Then as I was getting my food, she was like, oh, can I get, can you get me an ice pack? Because I don't have any ice packs at home. So I was like, okay, I'll pass by Target. So I passed by Target. Then I drove all the way back to my house which was a 40 minute drive i had time to to work and then i drove back to her to pick her up which was like another 40 minute drive it took two hours basically for my extractions because my bottom teeth apparently were super complicated and according to my dentist he said that it's genetics and i should thank my my parents so it's either thanks to my lovely mother or my sperm donor it's one of them <laughs> I like the way you're referring to that. I feel like huh? I feel like the blame should lie. Oh yeah, on he's his sperm donor. he's a sperm donor. Yeah, I feel like my mother is not to blame. I don't blame her, but she actually did say that when she got hers removed, it was extremely painful. Given this busy, yes, I am referring to my mother, has the audacity to tell me that I was being dramatic and that it doesn't hurt that much and that she was over it within a couple of days. Not until after I had the procedure did she tell me that she actually was in a lot of pain afterwards and apparently they like dislocated her jaw in the process of it because they were pressing so hard on it because they were struggling to take the tooth out. So by the sounds of it, Y'all, it's she's mom, to blame. Dude. It's your mom. <laughs> But she yeah, didn't tell me this fault. until afterwards. And so apparently if I ever have kids, the dentist was like, you might want to get their wisdom teeth removed early on in life. Otherwise, they're going to have to go through this. And now I feel like they should suffer. So, you know, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw <laughs> okay. this out there. I'm going to throw this out there. 
I think maybe your mom had the exact same thought. And now it's just going to be an endless cycle of our, you know, genetic line, like fucking each other over. (laughs) Point is, I don't recommend it. Look, every every female in your family is just going to be like even more spiteful than the next. It's true. I wonder if my sister also has it. She should go. I'm curious. She's young. She should get it done. She shouldn't suffer. I like my sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, it sucked. And Alex laughed at me because I think what, like on the second or third day, I like FaceTimed you and I like didn't even say hi. She just started laughing when she looked at my face and she was like, oh she's my like, God. Like little, she's like a little gopher. She's, she's little like, gopher. you're so just, swollen. You know, face. <laughs> And then I only <laughs> laughed because I, I swear, like, I was that swollen as well. Yeah, it so sucked. I felt okay laughing at you because I had been that swollen. Like, I have average sized lips. Like, they're not, you know, humongous, but like, they're not, they're not non existent. And I was so swollen that my lips disappeared. Like, <laughs> like, every morning I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I look so ugly right now. I hated it. Point is, I hated it. I couldn't eat. Life sucked. Don't recommend it. At least you're able to drink now. Yeah, now I'm drinking. Zero out of ten recommend. We're all good. I still can't have, like, chips or anything like that because I have these gaping holes in my mouth. But, you know, whatever. You can just eat the guacamole that's in front of you. By itself. Grab a spoon and dig into the guac. (laughs) With no chips. Guac life. (sighs) So You want to tell your story about your wisdom teeth escapades? Mine was quick. Like, literally... Oh. They went in, broke my <laughs> teeth, and then ripped it out. Oh God! Oh, I'm. They did not. Okay, so I had three. One was already like all the way. Like, what is it that they call it? Um, erupted. When they're like impacted. Erupted. Yes. One of no impacted is like the two of mine were impacted. One of them was all the way erupted. So one of mine was like completely sideways in my jaw. And then the other one was like kind of like at an angle. And what I had was the conscious sedation because I my mom found my dentist. They're kind of a bougie dentist office, I guess. I don't know. It was great. Um, So what they did was they prescribed me something. I was like she was like, it's kind of like a Xanax, but not really. So I had to take one pill the night before and then one in the morning before going to the office. And like my procedure was like first thing in the morning. And I was already drugged by the time i got there so they like get me in the chair made my dad stay with me and then they put the laughing gas mask on because they were going to give me laughing gas to like help with everything as well as like local anesthesia to like numb my mouth right parker you look like you're gonna say something <laughs> no no i'm good oh, okay i think he was just thinking uh, about all the so drugs yeah so as they're <laughs> dude people pay yeah, a was, good price for all those drugs and you're over here I getting I think I still free. have one pill left, but I might have thrown it away. <laughs> could have sold it. Missed opportunity. Yeah, could have sold it. Cold hard cash. Could have. Dear FBI agent, I was not going to sell it. I threw it away. <laughs> and this is how Alex anyway, makes her money. Um, <laughs> drug dealer side. Yeah, yeah. I don't work or anything. Yeah, it's it's all a it's all a scam. You're an accountant. Um, no, so they managed to get. <laughs> you do. I'm an accountant. <laughs> That'll be my new theme song. I do accountant things. <laughs> I can't math, but I'm an accountant. Um, Actually, no, yeah, so that like it work. was going. 
You what? No, I was just saying it doesn't work because you really can't math. You're worse than I am, and I'm bad. I, yeah, it's bad. I know it's bad. Um, so yeah, so I, one of my teeth came out great, and I think by the time they started like my second one, I started feeling like really nauseated. And I started grabbing at the mask and the dental hygienist was there and she was like trying to keep it on my face and like trying to like bat my hands away. And I don't know what I said to her. I really don't remember like what I said during the procedure Um, because to me it felt like it went on for like hours. And my dad was like, no, we were in there like maybe an hour. (laughs) Um, And so I, I guess she finally understood that I had to vomit. So she finally like rips the mask off and puts the trash can under me. And I just kind of like rolled to one side and just like, what? (laughs) And they like rinsed my mouth out and everything. And then like kept going because my dentist is great. I cracked up whenever I first made the appointment to get my wisdom teeth out because my dental hygienist was like, oh yeah, Dr. Gatewood loves pulling wisdom teeth. And so I laughed because I thought it was funny. And she looked at me like I was weird. I was justified. Anyway, so he's in there just like rooting around my mouth, like gets the other two out and I'm done. They've they've like stitched me up and everything, like packed me up with gauze and like helped me into the wheelchair. And as as soon as I get into the wheelchair, because like after I threw up the first time, she turned down the nitrous and started giving me more oxygen because she was like, I'm so sorry. I guess it was just too high for you. Like, whatever. So they get me into the wheelchair and I guess the motion of getting me from like the chair to the wheelchair made my stomach upset because then I threw up again. (laughs) So I had to like rinse my mouth out, you know, go all go do it again and then take me up to the front. And they're trying to talk to me to like pay for the procedure. And I had purposely given my dad my wallet so that he could handle it. I was like, just give them this card. Here's my insurance card. Like I because I knew I was not going to be able to handle it. This man hands my wallet back to me as they're trying to like explain all the billing. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, okay. (laughs) Wait, so they didn't charge you before you started taking drugs? No, they charged me Sounds like a shady front. Yeah, my. Yeah, I will say they did. <laughs> they charged me before. They did. She was end like, up, "You may be out of it, and you may." Yeah, they charged me talk. after. They got. They stole money yeah. from the And they ended up charging me a little bit more than they had quoted. Oh, but, that's you know, messed up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I get home and I like my dad had gone to like pick up the medication and all of that, or like the antibiotics and the painkillers because they had given me tramadol. And I was supposed to take like a the thousand milligram pill of ibuprofen along with the tramadol for the pain, right? So I took the antibiotic, but I hadn't taken the tramadol yet because I was like, well, I haven't eaten yet. And I know that when I take medicine on an empty stomach, usually I throw up. So a couple hours go by. I'm in like a lot of pain. I started feeling nauseated again, run to the bathroom like as quick as I could because it took a while for the drugs to wear off and like threw up again. <laughs> And at this point, my mom is home. She's freaking out. I'm crying because I am in so much pain. It feels like somebody has literally like taken a break. Yeah, I I was going to ask because after the procedure, at least for me, like I was struggling to open my mouth and just it just it hurt. Like, I mean, everything hurts. And when you throw up, like you strain your mouth like, you know. Yeah. Like you. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So. She calls the dentist, like calls the the after hours line to like speak to one of the nurses. The dentist calls us back and then she hands me the phone to tell him what was wrong as I'm like crying from pain. And I'm like, can you not do this? 
So love my mom, love my dad. They did take great care of me afterward. But like in that moment, I was like, really? How do you think I'm going to talk to him? I have blood everywhere. I just threw up. I'm crying from the pain. <laughs> like, luckily, I managed to tell him what was going on. And he was like, no, take the painkillers right now. You're going to be fine. Because I was worried about the stitches since I, since I had thrown up. And he was like, no, the stitches should be fine. Just, like, make sure you rinse out really, really well. And, like, you know, put in new gauze and everything like that. And, like, it ended up being fine. But, yeah, that first day was was traumatic. Luckily, I don't – I remember that I threw up, but I don't remember, like – like, I know the facts, but I don't remember the experience, like how I felt or anything like that, except the pain. I do remember the pain. And the that fact that you cried, I feel like that says a lot. <laughs> I I didn't cry. I drooled a lot. I don't know if you guys had that. While I slept, yeah. It no. It was kind of gross. <laughs> no, like literally. So when they pulled mine, they're like, oh, you might drool a lot. Dude, I was drooling. Dude, I would drool so much. Like I would spit and it'd just be like a puddle. Oh, fucking blood and spit. Dude, it, was, it was bad. And I was like this waiting. This episode has been really gross. <laughs> I, I was waiting in line really to get my medicine like outside in my car. And I'd have to like open the door and be like, and then spit mm-hmm. outside and just like a line, like a snail trail <laughs> of blood and spit. No, I slept with a cold pack on my face. The point of all of this and how it fits in the Toxica Diaries is that... Getting your wisdom teeth removed is toxic as fuck. No, (laughs) wisdom teeth are toxic, and you need to get them out of your life. That's the that's the moral here. Keeping your wisdom teeth is is literally toxic to your mouth because that is how like my mouth everything builds up because you can't brush back there. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, but anyways, back to the subject. Maybe we should move on to like the actual topic for today. (laughs) So so let's let's talk about. You know, kind of how can we be friends with our wisdom teeth? Can we have <laughs> can we have a platonic w- relationship can, between no. what between us and our wisdom teeth? No, fuck them. <laughs> okay, that's the, that does not bode well for our for our story. T- I mean, for our t- subject today, can we be friends with the with our sexual preference, like platonically speaking? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Yeah, that that was a weird road to get there, but yeah, I, I, I'm in the camp that yes, yeah. absolutely. I you thought my segue was like, genius. Yeah, I honestly don't know how you got there, but you got there. I got there. A A for effort. You got there. You got there in the end. <laughs> took a took a a degree to get there. You were reaching. I was reaching. Yeah, it's a good thing that I work out every day. I'm pretty flexible. I can. You can reach. I can reach. So, so, uh, have you guys had any relations that you guys thought were platonic that kind of evolved and like either you wanted them to evolve or the, or you were expecting them to be fully platonic that all of a sudden when someone sprung out the, the question, you were like, Ooh, I'm sorry. I, that's, that's not what we're here for. I, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go first or. Yeah, sure. You can go first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've. Go ahead. Go. I think it's been both. Um, there's been, there. I mean, I have, I have a lot of platonic male friends, um, and I think, I think that they are genuine friendships. Like, for example, Parker here, obviously one of my platonic guy friends. He's happily married, and like we're friends. We're great friends, and you know, I have a. A lot of childhood 
male friends that I've known literally since I was like nine years old. We've gone through everything together, you know, and, and we just, we go way back, you know, some of them are married now with kids, like my friend Ryan, shout out to him. He was a supporter of the podcast, um, known him forever, love his wife, like absolutely adore her. And it's always been a platonic friendship, like since childhood. Um, so I do think it's possible, but I also have been in situations where I thought they were platonic, or at least it was platonic from my side, and um, then not so much from them. So in particular, I think the story that comes to mind, there was this guy that um, I met through a mutual friend. And this this friend was someone that I was actually interested in. We had like a flirtatious thing, you know, it never went beyond that, but we had like there was a little something, something, you know. So it's kind of like a love triangle. No, it was not. It was it was a line, and and he wanted it to be a triangle, but it was a line. <laughs> no, and no, so- I mean like he likes you, you like another guy. I guess the other guy can't really like the other guy. Yeah. Well, I he can. Let me take it back. He can. It's an L. He can, just not in a romantic way. Um, it was an L. Yeah, it was, it was an, an L. L. Yeah. Oh, and, and he took an L. Oh. oh. I'll see myself. Oh. That's um, that's the end of the episode right there. That's we're done. Alex I'll see myself out. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um. By the way, guys, I hope that at this point you've all caught on to the fact that we say that's the end of the podcast on every single episode. If not, uh, y'all are slow. <laughs> Love y'all. We're just preparing you for the inevitable end one day, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, so I, I met this guy through this mutual friend and like he's, I mean, he was nice. He's, you know, cool guy. And, and we would all hang out together. And occasionally, like, I'd hang out with him. Like, so I, well, both Alex and I, we Latin dance. We dance salsa and bachata and stuff. And uh, you meet a lot of people through, you know, through dance. And there's a lot of events. So, like, sometimes, like, he was my road dog, you know. Like, I was like, hey, there's this event. Like, you want to go? It's like, yeah, sure, why not? And it's not like you're stuck to that person the entire night. Like, you dance with everybody. So we end up going to yeah this uh like a dance house party with with some friends and um there's a really really hot guy there and then I'm intoxicated and next thing you know I'm making out with this really really hot guy and that was that it was fun right and then I was I was like okay gotta go sobered up a little bit you know got in the car I was still too intoxicated to drive shouldn't have driven but I did don't do it people um anyway so this guy was carpooling with me he I was giving him a ride so you know we get in the car and as like we're driving he's pissed and he just kind of starts yelling at me about like the fact that I was making out with this guy (laughs) and so I got pissed and I was like um who I make out with is none of your damn business like who do you think you are to like, like, why are you upset with me? First of all, he's your boyfriend. Uh, I guess he thought he was. <laughs> um, there is yeah. a space in there, but boy he, space friend. Yeah, but he was like super aggressive and just very, very upset and yells at me. And then I, you know, get pissed and we're at a light and he like keeps yelling and he's so mad, also really drunk. 
right? But so mad, he gets out of the car, slams the door, and then just walks off. (laughs) And the light turns green. We were at a red light. The light turns green. There's cars behind me, so I kind of have to go. So I go, but then as soon as I can make a U-turn, I make a U-turn to go look for him, and I never found him. You got got taken. Um, But no, the next day, like, so I text our (laughs) mutual friend, and I immediately tell him, like, yo, like, this dude's tripping. What the fuck? Like, I don't know what his deal was, but X, Y, and Z happened, and I don't know where he's at. So if you can get a hold of him, like, please do so, because it's, like, 3 in the morning. (laughs) And this is before Uber. And, and Lyft and all of that. And uh, turns out, like, I guess he ended up calling a cab and he paid, like, over $100 to get home that day. And, you know, it was this whole ordeal. But it, a couple days later, I was telling a, a girlfriend of mine who was also a mutual friend because we all hung out together. Um, and mm-hmm. she then proceeds to tell me, she was like, yeah, he would always kind of make it sound like you guys were dating. Like, apparently, he was under the impression that me and him were a thing, which I was like, wait, but you do realize I'm literally all over your friend every chance I get. Like, I don't understand where the confusion was. Yo, but we can all date. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, um, this is not a polyamorous situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But did he was... ever say, like, did he ever say anything? Did he ever, like, no. say, like, oh, hey, let's go on a date? Or, you know, like, no. did he ever actually make his his feelings known no never like we never had a conversation about it like i said we would hang out like one-on-one but it was always like hey like you hungry like let's go get tie and it's like yeah okay yeah you asked him out on a date like but it wasn't like <laughs> that like you know like i feel like when it's a date it's it's very clear about the fact that it's a date you know as opposed yeah. to like going and grabbing I don't know, food no, nothing's more romantic than getting food <laughs> Especially Thai food. Ooh. Then damn, I go on a lot of dates because I eat a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like he never, never said anything. He never, like it just, it, it, it was never a thought that crossed my mind. And he, he was never, you know, he just all of a sudden lashed out. And given I wasn't into him, so had he, you know, said anything, it was one of those situations where I, you know, I was going to be like, oh, sorry. You're just not my type. You're just not my type, which he wasn't, and that's okay, right? Like, yeah, you don't you're have not, to be everybody's type. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fine, but yeah, it was just, it was very uncomfortable because of how angry and visibly upset he got. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. Yeah, so it wasn't, and I mean, I still know him to this day, and but ever since then, like, we stopped hanging out like that. Like, now I see him once in a blue moon whenever we're at certain events, and I'll say hi, you know, and chit-chat. But after that, like, the hanging out just stopped. I was like, this is not okay. I'm not okay with how you lashed out, how you talked to me, like, how aggressive you were. Like, it just not okay. I mean, that, that's that cool that you it. brought it up to him, though. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a great way to build a strong relationship. Shut the fuck up, Parker. <laughs> but like so rude the issue with that too is just the entitlement gets me like oh yeah you were his the entitlement of like yeah that you were his when like there was never a conversation there was never any kind of like clear indication of yes i like you i want to date you like you can't just make up a scenario in your head and then get mad when the other person doesn't do what you thought in your head that they were going to do it's like that scene in 500 days of summer 
Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where like he goes to Zoe Deschanel's apartment and you see the split screen of like what he hoped was going to happen versus what actually did. And like, I feel like it was that kind of moment where he had a narrative in his head that he had shared with not you, but apparently everyone around you and then got mad when his narrative didn't fit reality. Yeah, exactly. And I actually really like the fact that you bring up that movie. Um, not sure if you've seen it, Parker. No. No, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's actually a great example because it shows, like you said, it shows what his expectations are and then what actually happens. And it's interesting because even now it's still a very, there's still a huge conversation around that movie because um, his mm -hmm. character initially, right, like, he was like the the he was a protagonist of the story, right? And they kind of made Zoe Deschanel's character the way that the critics or like fans talked about it afterwards. They kind of you know were like, oh, she's a bitch, you know, like she like broke his heart and X, Y, and Z. But then yeah. when you really sit and you think about it, it's like you said, she doesn't owe him anything. You don't owe anybody like, anything. She was clear <laughs> she was, with her intentions exactly. in the movie. Exactly. She was very straight up with him. Exactly. And he's the one that chose yeah, I to used get to... carried away. And and he had a sense of entitlement. Like he felt like she owed yeah. she owed him something because he was attracted to her. But at the end of the day, like that's not it. You know, just because you're attracted to someone does not mean that they owe you anything or that you are mm -hmm. entitled to any of their affections or anything, you know? No, I get you. How much also attracted exactly. to Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> she is gorgeous. I, lo I love her. I She's love not her. a... She's no, but not required to be my girlfriend. I... Yeah, I think that movie is a great... If anyone hasn't seen it, I think it's good to see it because I saw it when it first came out and it meant something different to me then than it means to me now. Because then when I saw it, I was, like, fresh out of, like, getting my heart broken by this guy. And, like, my young 20-year-old self put myself in, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's shoes because I felt like I was feeling that heartbreak. And so I could relate to it and, like, how he was feeling very, like, tossed away. And then as I got older and, you know, have watched it again now that I've grown as a person and, you know, gone through different kinds of relationships in my life – now I really realize that like he was the really toxic one in there that he never really communicated with her and just had all these expectations that she never gave him. You know, she never like she never said more than like, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to get like I have it in my brain and I can't get it out clearly. <laughs> but basically, like she was she leveled with him from the beginning and he chose to take it further than it was and not communicate that with her. And then you see that in the scene whenever they're eating waffles, like I think right before they end the relationship where he's super mad at her and she's like, I'm really confused. Like what what is wrong with you today? Yeah. And and yeah. And I mean, and like you said, I think at, at different points in life, you know, we're we're going to be on either end. Like we're going to wear either shoe. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I know I've I've been in the situation like I just told you guys where I thought something was platonic and, you know, they lash out, you know, and I'm, I don't reciprocate their feelings. But I've also been on the other end, you know, where like you do develop feelings for someone and it doesn't go your way, you know, and it does hurt. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But like when you're younger, I think it's a lot harder. Well, I mean, it's always hard to handle rejection, but I think when you're younger, it just hits different. 
I don't know. I feel like yeah. as I've gotten older, if I get in situations like that, it's more of a internal conversation that I have with myself and I just get over it. Like <laughs> I'm like, it is what it is, you know, like there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm, I respect, you know, what they're feeling and I'm going to do what I need to do to get over it. Like whether I need a break from the mm-hmm. friendship or, you know, whether I need to go screw like another five guys, like, you know, I'm going to do what I need to place. do. <laughs> what? That's a good food place. Five guys. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I love no, their guys. fries are good. I, I don't like their burgers. Five I guys, love burgers their burgers. And fries. I but love them. <laughs> I will say like, I mean, it's been a while since I've like been rejected because I'm like old man married at this point. Um, but man, <laughs> boy, was it like not like morale breaking when you're like ooh, like i like this girl um i think she likes me because obviously you don't know what other people are thinking and then you go to ask them out and then they're like ooh, yeah you're not my type and like it's just so embarrassing in a way where you had like all these thoughts and like like mm-hmm. you kind of envision picture yourself being with that with that person not not obviously not like like marrying or whatever but just like getting to know them on a, on a more personal level and then you just get rejected and you just look like a fool because you're like, well, she never thought of me that way. And now, like, now she knows that I thought about it that way. And then that, it's it's a big mess. Uh, and it, it and it sucks. Like, it's, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and I think, too, like, it, I mean, it happens throughout your life until, you know, you find your partner. If you choose to, you know, find a romantic partner in your life. Um, but I think it hurts more when you're younger because you give so much of yourself away. Because you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And you get all these hurts for the first time. So as you start getting older and as you start meeting different people and, you know, you stop giving away so much of yourself and start learning how to test the waters and kind of really see like, okay, is this something that I'm going to want to pursue? Or is this something that like really like... It might be just like a slight crush because of this one specific thing. But outside of that, like, no, we're cool. We're just, you know, we're just friends. Yeah. And I think uh, also with with age comes an improved communication style. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah, a big one, I think, or is at least like from my personal experience, um, when I was younger, I do feel like I got involved in a lot of situations um, with, you know, with guys where it was just very go with the flow like nothing was ever really spoken mm-hmm. or you know defined and you know and that's how you end up in a lot of situationships which I was like the queen of yeah um and and it it was both right either me wanting more or them wanting more and me just you know I was like bro you were a booty call you know like <laughs> so like both happened yeah. to me but it was also a lack of communication now that I'm older I feel like I am better at setting those boundaries early on and and like setting realistic expectations at least for what I want right and I I will bring up the conversation and I will talk to him whoever he is about it right just to make sure we're on the same page because then if you're if you're not and then you continue in the situation like you're just gonna get hurt even more you know that's gonna suck for everybody I also feel yeah, like as you I get agree. older, you get a little bit more ice in your veins. Like you're, when you're young, you're like way more hopeful. Like you got, 
you know, the sun's in your eye, you know, you, yeah, you're just so happy. <laughs> this you're is young very and full true. of hope. And, I'm and pretty much by your dead 30, man, now. <laughs> yeah, when you're 30, you get rejected, you're like, eh, fuck him We're anyways. <laughs> you're like, nah, screw it. I wasn't really that into him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I feel like as you get older, you learn to define the different types of love in your own head. Because I feel like when you're younger, when you're, you know, in a teenager in through your like early to mid 20s, like you can love someone and not love them in a romantic sense. Like I have, you know, two of my guy friends that are family to me, you know, I that there's no other word to describe either of them is like they're family to me. And it's, you know, one of them I've known, we've known each other since the third grade and like we didn't actually really become close friends until we both ended up at UT together and we like started hanging out and everything. Cause we kind of had different friends like throughout elementary, middle and high school. And so when we got to college, like it just kind of clicked and we almost immediately bonded and it was a very wholesome, like familial kind of feeling. It was a very like safe and secure thing of like, I know this person has my back and I know that I can go to them and we can talk about anything and like they're going to give me their opinion. I can give them my opinion and there's no judgment like it's a safe space. And I know that like we are friends and we are friends for life, you know, and we had to go through a lot of especially in college because, you know, everybody's dating each other at that point within friend circles. We had to go through a lot of like friends that didn't know either of us very well that are like, oh, my God, you guys should get together. You guys would be so cute. Or no, I know that you guys are going to get married one day. And both of us are kind of just like, that's that's not our story. Like, we've kind of like and we did have that talk of like, you know, saying like, hey, I see you as like as sexually attractive as like a lamppost. (laughs) (laughs) That is not attractive at all. Whoa. exactly like i Some i remember telling that. him that i was like you have the sexual attraction for me of like a lamp post like no and he was like oh okay cool like basically said the same thing and it was fine and i'm really glad that at that point i was able to define that of like this is not a person that i love romantically but it is a person that i love wholeheartedly and you know i would do anything for them they would do anything for me and i think those types of relationships are really special um, and it makes me really sad when there are couples that don't get to experience that. Like, have y'all ever just had friends where it's like, oh, yeah, he's not allowed to have any girlfriends and or like I'm not allowed to have any guy friends or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Those are the worst people ever. Yeah, that's that's pure <laughs> toxicity at its finest. I, like I. Yeah, I'm. I've never been like that. Like, I've always been the, you have your set of friends, I have my set of friends, I'm not going to stop, like, hanging out with them. Um, I will stop texting uh, everybody. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is this is back when I was younger, when I used to text and actually respond. Uh, you just discriminate equally. Yeah, now it's just everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's um, an equal opportunity ignorer. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I would, I would, because... I guess I'm just worn out from texting now, but back in the day, I used to text a lot, and that one of my, like, not one of my, my best friend, who who is who is a girl, her name is Bianca, um, she'd get pissed at me because I would just stop texting her whenever I got a girlfriend, and it was just, it wasn't because the girl was, was like, hey, stop talking to Bianca because you t- talk to her more than you talk to me. It was never the case. 
I just, I just it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much work texting multiple people. Yeah, I, I, I've said this before. I get overwhelmed very easily if my phone buzzes too much. If I get way too many notifications, I just, I get, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, but but on that, so no, like if you're one of those people that are like, my man can't talk to any girls because you know I just know they're trying to get with him. That says more about you and your insecurities with your man oh, and, yeah. and then it does about other women. Like, no one's trying to steal your man. That's like, definitely you. Exactly. Yeah, that's you projecting your insecurity onto the situation, which doesn't make anything better. Because instead of working through it and trusting your partner, which trust, I feel like, is a very fundamental part of any romantic relationship, you are automatically assuming that he's going to do something wrong or that he or she or, you know, whoever they are going to step out on the relationship based on nothing. And if it is based on something, then then why are you in it? Right. I was going to say, like, if they are going to there, if there's no trust. Yeah. If they are going to go and talk to other girls and actually hit on them and try to sneak into their DMs and cheat on you like they were going to do that some point in the future. Might as well figure it out quick and end it. Yeah. Like. Quit trying to stall the mm-hmm. inevitable at if that they, point. Yeah. If they did it to you, they did it to their girlfriend before, and they're going to do it to their girlfriend after. Like, that's just how those types of personalities are. You can't possibly expect to have a healthy, loving relationship if you cannot trust your partner. Like, that's just... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen people stay in relationships in which there is zero trust, and for the life of me, I still do not understand it. Um, I think it's, I mean, my, my theory is it's like you guys said, it's a lot of insecurities. I do know, um, some women still do feel a lot of pressure to, you know, be in a relationship because once again, like, I mean, even though times have changed, like society still tells us like, you sleep with a lot of men, you're a whore. Like, no, well, no want not, you. not even the sex. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like. You know, they, they kind like, of when you've they, reached a certain age, yes, they're you're and you haven't done to, the like the gotten married, the had exactly. kids, the have a house. That's like, well, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Like, why does something have to be wrong with me? Why can I not be content with exactly. my career and the life that I choose to lead? So with a lot my of women, I do feel like still feel that pressure, which, you know, I, I get, you know, the, like the I, I get a lot of goods, pressure, right? you know, from my parents about yeah. not having kids and whatnot because they want to be grandparents, <laughs> like literally, except my parents aren't telling me to get married. They're like, just go have a one night stand and get knocked up. Give us grandkids, which is not good advice, but um, thanks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, but no, like, but it so, makes sense. so, yeah, but um, I feel like, yeah, like it, it, it stems from a lot of insecurities and a lot of and fear of, you know, being alone. And sometimes it is the, the you put a lot of work into a relationship and it gets scary to let that go. Like, let's say you're with someone for like three mm-hmm. years and you find out that they cheated. A lot of people will stay in that situation because they're afraid of starting over with someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Or just starting over at all. And they would rather stay in a situation like that and then just not trust them. Yeah. Then they're like, I don't want you talking to her. I don't want you hanging out with them. I like... I, like what is your phone passcode like i need to like let me see your text messages mm-hmm. like let me see your your snapchat like why are you messaging this person and and that's just not healthy like it's not healthy and if mm-hmm. you're having those kind of trust issues and honey yeah i mean what if, are you doing if, if if someone cheats on you go you know break up with them and go have sex with their best friend fuck it you know 
<laughs> that, that's a better choice. That's a better plan. Like rather than staying I'm in a relationship. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm not gonna what's say the point that of staying? someone on this on this call hasn't done that. But I'm not <laughs> not gonna say it either. Yeah. Um. Who? Which one, Parker? Oh yeah. Who? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, it was Parker. It was oh totally yeah. Uh-huh. Parker. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. yeah, I mean, and that, yeah, not to say that there aren't nuances, though. Like, I will say there are there can be nuances of like a specific situation, whether it was an emotional affair or something like that, where, you know, like people then go to couples counseling or therapy or, you know, they they genuinely try to work on it together. But if then you are still keep living, if you decide to stay in the relationship and then keep living in this space of being paranoid all the time of saying like, well, you're going to have to prove to me that I can trust you. And then never giving that opportunity and, and doing like what you said, Michelle, like looking in their phone, no, like looking at all their social media, like giving them no sense of privacy as a person, then like, that's pretty much the, the end of it. Because why are you going to babysit or nanny your significant other? Like, why are you going to act like their parent? And they're, you know, 14 years old and you're trying to control every aspect of their life. That's not a relationship. Yeah, they're not going to be happy and you're not going to be happy. And that's, it's just not, it's not going to end well eventually. It could be, you know, a couple weeks from now, it could be 12 years from now. But situations like that don't usually end well. Um, But like you said, I do believe like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are putting the work in to fix a wrongdoing then that's that's different but you got to put in the work you know mm-hmm. no one's perfect things happen exactly. unfortunately you know people change yeah. but um but i do but back to you know the topic it's i do think it's unhealthy to be in a partnership in which you don't trust your partner with whatever sex they're attracted to right or that even just, just not unhealthy. letting them not even letting them talk to another like like the whole Mike Pence situation, right? Where he can't be in the room alone with another woman, right? That's fucking crazy. Like, um, like girl, no, nobody wants Mike Pence. Yeah. Relax. I want his rabbit. His rabbit's no. fucking adorable. I'm not saying we should kidnap his rabbit, but I'm not not saying that. Do you hear me, FBI agent? Uh, not, his name's Marlon Bundo, it. by the way. That's cute. Oh <laughs> uh, but anyways. But I, like he's a piece of shit. He's not allowed to have a cute rabbit name. <laughs> not the rabbit's a piece of shit. Mike Pen- Mike Pence's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, like if you if, like imagine, not even imagine. Just think to this quarantine that we've been in for a fucking year at this point. Imagine being stuck with the same person, not being able to talk to anybody for years. Mm-hmm. Like that is not healthy. You just at at some point you just start making. Um, you start coming up with problems just for the fuck for the sake of mm-hmm. it. Like that's eventually just, just for something with, different, <laughs> right? Like you start getting into arguments just because there's it's just stale at that point from seeing the exact same person day in and day out and not talking to anybody else. Like even today, like it's fine because we have social media, but I can't imagine like a hundred years ago being cooped up in a ranch for a decade. And not not talking to anybody else. Like let 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 your let your let your significant other breathe and have friends from from the opposite. Well, not the mm-hmm. opposite. Their sexual preference. Exactly. Like I, yeah, I've never I've I've never had a problem with men that I'm dating. Right, uh, having girlfriends. Like I've 
never had a problem with that because I think it would just be really hypocritical of me because I have a lot of guy friends that I absolutely adore, you know, and, and once again, going back to the whole dance thing, um, in the dance world, especially, there is no way in hell I could ever date someone like that. Not that I dance that often anymore, but you know, I used to, because you dance with everybody, everybody. You know, and everyone, yeah. everyone, and 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 some of the dances, especially bachata, you know, are very very close. And there's some people that you dance with that you've never met, and you just vibe with them on the floor like really really well. And it's an amazing yeah. dance, and it's super intense. And some people that are not used to it will be like, oh my god, like is there something going on? And there's absolutely nothing going on. It's just dance. So I've always had to date men that mm-hmm. feel comfortable oh, so enough. <laughs> in in themselves and in our relationship that that is not a problem you know i i have dated men in the past that do have problems with it like i i dated a guy once that it it was so frustrating um i was dancing and i had just finished uh teaching a class or like uh, assisting with a class and whenever I do that, whenever you assist with a class, like you can't be rude to people afterwards, right? Like the social dancing starts and you do have a lot of the students that will come up to you and they want to dance with you because you, you're the teacher. Exactly. And so I happened yeah. to be like taking a small break because um, I was tired and I was, you know, sitting with the guy that I was seeing at the time. And this guy that had been in the class earlier comes up to me and he's like, hey, he's like, I was in the class earlier. Thank you so much. Like, you did an amazing job. Like, um, like, can I dance with you? Like, would you like to dance with me? I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, give me like another five minutes because I'm, I'm like drinking some water. And then as soon as I'm back in there, just look for me and like, yeah, of course, I'll dance with you. And he's like, thank you so much. He's like, you're amazing. Super sweet. Complimenting me goes back in and the guy that I'm dating sitting next to me and he has the audacity to get upset, rolls his fucking eyes and then he's like, there goes your ego. And I'm like, what? He was mad that another man that was a student came up to me and gave me a compliment. What? A- that's, that's, that's shrimp dick I energy. have no time for that. It was a shrimp yeah. dick. Ooh, but ooh. uh <laughs> Sorry, my dude. I hate to call you out. I like that. But yeah, and and but like he, like yeah, like I said, like, he oh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> let it out, Alex. Let it out. <laughs> that behavior makes me angry because it's he's putting you in one of those boxes that women always get put in, where it's either you're sweet and innocent and like you never talk to anyone and you're this like naive little girl that like doesn't do anything or you're the whore that like goes around with everything and it's like it's just a dance it's literally just a dance it means nothing why are you so threatened with somebody getting praise and getting asked to like go dance and you know getting recognized for their skill no because you feel insecure no i mean you wanted to dance with them clearly you want to have sex with them like that's that's clearly the path that that takes exactly it's like obviously yeah obviously you're gonna want to sleep with every man you talk to exactly and and guess who ended up stepping out and sleeping around Mm -hmm. it was not me well i mean (laughs) yeah usually when they're afraid that they're that the other person is gonna cheat is because you know chances are they're they're in the background cheating yep no but yeah it's just it's not cool like you need to 
And I think you it's need to have definitely you need a... something, yeah, like, I think it's definitely something that people should put more importance on because for me, I've always believed that, like, relationships are relationships, whether they're romantic or platonic, and they need work, they need fostering. And it's it's kind of like you can't get into a relationship with someone and then completely dump all of your friends and like be out of touch and be out out of this and then god forbid something happens then you go running back to those same people of like hey i need your love and support but it's like okay cool but you just abandoned us you know like Mm -hmm. you abandoned us dropped us at the drop like drop of a hat and now expect to come back and have everybody waiting with open arms as if we haven't moved on as if life hasn't moved on you know and it's the same thing with like you know with all relationships yeah no i was gonna say on that topic just if you guys want to see a little further on what alex is talking about there's a show on hulu called dollface that is just that it's this girl that's in this relationship with this guy for a few years and out of the blue he dumps her and she realizes that her life was her significant other and she completely like ditched her friends and then the moment she gets dumped you know she reaches out to those girlfriends and those girlfriends aren't exactly welcoming her with open arms from the get-go because they're like no like you haven't been a part of our life in years like when was the last Mm -hmm. time you called to see how we were doing you know and 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 then she realizes you know that they're right and it's just, it's a great show. Highly recommend it. And it touches on exactly what Alex Absolutely was just talking highly recommend. about. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's that thing. Like, you know, even if it's a friendship between, like, if it's female friendships, if it's male friendships, all of them need love and care to take care of them because they're still important in your life. You know, like, I would not be the person I am without the love and support of the friends that I have. You know, friends that like Michelle, like my friend Lisa, who know me sometimes better than I know myself and like call out certain things that I do. And they're like, no, 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 that's bullshit. You're doing this because you're scared or you're doing this because of this. Like, you know, that that kind of they gladly call you out on the bullshit that you need to be called out on. And like you can do the same thing to them. And it's not a mean thing. It's not a bad thing. It's kind of like a reality check of like, oh, okay, yeah, you're watching out for me because you care about me, too, you know? Yeah, And I feel like that's something that people sometimes forget in having platonic relationships and like in having those boundaries and those checks of like, I'm not filling a certain hole in in your life where I'm going to give you affirmation and this and that. Like I'm I'm being here as a friend through the good and the bad and I'm going to hold you to being a good person. You know, I'm going to hold you to being a good friend. Yeah. And, it, and to kind of go back a little bit, like it's not OK to make a person your personality right that's not what that word Mm -hmm. means like you have to have your own personality your own being and you have to be able to if someone asks you hey what's your personality like describe yourself like i like going to the gym i I like you know i like cracking wise ass jokes all the time not being serious laughing at every little fucking Mm -hmm. thing that's who i am right um i'm married to my wife liz but she's not my personality right when I go out, I'm not going to always talk about yeah. her. Um, and there's people that do do that. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I saw this, I don't know if it was like a quote or, I don't, point is, I saw this like oh, years ago. And you know how like people always say, like, oh, 
you know, like he completes me, she completes me, or they're my other half, you know? Um, basically what this post was saying, it was no, like uh, when you say that it, it's wrong because you are not half of a person. You are a person. You mm -hmm. are a whole person on your own and you shouldn't be dependent on, like you said, your personality, right? Like your happiness. Yeah. You should not be dependent on having a significant other or your significant other in order to feel whole. Like you need to be a mm -hmm. person on your own. And then, you know, have someone that adds to it and pushes you to do better and yeah, pushes you to they become a better you. person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, friends of both sexes come, like, help out a lot. Because it, it, one thing. Oh, hell yeah. One thing that, like, that I've always said to people that ask me, like, hey, how do you have a su successful relationship? And the first thing that comes to mind to me is you have to love yourself. Like how how can you love yeah. love someone and know what you want in the world without knowing yourself? And part of that like discovery is seeing and meeting other people. Like you have to to go out and venture into the world and see what everyone else is like and be like, oh, I don't like that that characteristic in 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 people. Or you know, this type of person is really fun. I like to party a lot. I like to go out with other people that like to party. So I'm going to, you know, be driven more in that direction and my personality is going to change to match what I like. And you can't do that if the only people you're seeing are all dudes or all chicks or neither. Um, mm -hmm. You have to develop something and you can't do that if someone's telling you that you can't see other people. Again, it's, you just become stagnant at that point. It's really interesting that you're, mm -hmm. you say that right now about not having friends of the opposite sex and how that affects you and your personality because I actually just um I read an article earlier today that was like I think like 12 red flags um for for toxic friendships right and one of the um red flags or one of the the stories that someone shared was it was a guy and he was saying that he had uh he was hanging out with this group of friends that the moment that a woman was not around them, they became super misogynistic and just gross, mm -hmm. right? And how they would talk about mm -hmm. women. And he recognized that as a red flag because he's like, if this is what you say when women are not around, this is who you are at your core, right? And he's like, and I prefer yeah. not to be around men like that. Um, mm -hmm. And you're right. Like if if men don't have female friendships and vice versa right if women don't have male friendships sometimes it's the blind leading the blind <laughs> yeah that's how that's how you get the saying yes. all men are trash yes right which you know i get the are like i get that saying right where everyone's like all men are trash because you can't really tell which men or women for that matter right are good right it, it's hard to tell mm -hmm. these days because people yeah hide that stuff very well um and especially for i'd say especially for women like that can be dangerous right so i think being able to have those group of friends where it's like oh i have I'm, I'm a woman and i have a group of guy friends i can tell exactly how what type of guy i like based off of my guy friends and they can help me be safe about it right and and same thing for mm -hmm. for for guys like if if you are if you have a group of girlfriends and you're like oh hey, i like that girl like do you think she likes me they're more likely to 
to be able to figure out if that other girl does like you or if you're just reading too too much in between the lines, right? Um, because mm-hmm. guys think alike, girls think alike. It's it that you guys understand each other better than than like we understand our own sex more than the opposite sex. It's easier to get it around. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing I was gonna say, I think it, me personally, right? Like I have so many amazing friendships with both men and women. Um, but it, since we're talking about you know who we're attracted to, right? Like I have these amazing platonic friendships with men. And they're great fucking men, like amazing men, right? So it makes dating really hard when some, when a lot of the men that you come across are subpar and they're not, exactly. they don't treat you with the respect and like kindness that your guy friends do, right? So then it's like, why would exactly. I want this shitty dude when like my guy friends are so amazing? Like they teach me what I should expect in a relationship same as in like you know Mm -hmm. like how your parents influence your outlook on relationships right like when you have a great relationship with for me for example like my parents have their marriage is not perfect but it's fucking hilarious you know and very respectful and you know and it's a successful marriage and it's what I grew up seeing therefore I would never expect anything less like I would never be with a man that does not treat me the way that my stepdad treats my mother right it's who you're around it's what you see so sometimes having these amazing relationships just I mean I don't want to say makes it harder Mm -hmm. but it just makes you more aware it gives you better standards yeah it gives it it gives you higher standards I feel like it justifies you having standards because I hate when like you know I've been single for a long time and I hate getting like being told like oh well you're you know your standards are just too high and this this, and that and I'm like my standards are high for wanting to date a guy that treats me with respect that respects humans and human rights and how is that having my standards too high to not be treated like shit right when I have guy friends who will at the drop of a hat if I say like hey I'm having a really really bad day Say like, hey, what do you need? How can I be there for you? Or if, you know, if they call me and they're like, hey, you know, I really need your advice about something, this, this, and that, like being there and like being able to know that I'm a person that they know that they can lean on, like if they treat me well and if they respect me, why would I not want that in the romantic partner that I'm going to have? Like, why would I not want to search that out? Why would I actively go and find someone who's not going to treat me the same way and treat me like shit? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. So sometimes in today's dating culture, it does make it a little harder, you know. Um, Yeah. Just because not everyone is like that, and and I'm not gonna go and I'm I'm not. Well, no, I do say all men are trash, but y'all know me, and every time I say it, like I don't mean it wholeheartedly. Like usually, I say it as a joke. Exactly. Because, like I've said time and time again, like I have amazing men in my life. You know, and even some exes, some of the guys that I've dated, I mean, they're not perfect, but they're not horrible people, you know? And so I am, Mm -hmm. some of them are shit, (laughs) (laughs) but not all of them. (laughs) Therefore, not all men are trash. (laughs) You didn't get all duds. (laughs) It's a numbers game, really. And like, just to kind of, yeah. And like, just to kind of expand a little bit on what Parker said about like getting that perspective from outside, like... Like, for example, me and my friend Mike, who listens to podcasts, shout out to Mike, 
we'll hang out and we'll have the stupidest conversations. Like literally we have had multiple conversations where we're like name an actor and then we have to like the other person has to guess their height. (laughs) And then we've had conversations over like just like very deep kind of thoughts or like even like over dating and saying like, I don't understand why. I'm doing this or that and like I'm not getting the response that I feel like I should be getting from this girl that I'm seeing or like with me I'm like okay but is that what really guys are into like Mike fully has control of my <laughs> my online dating profiles <laughs> like don't go and he'll I like swipe about for me that. which is great because I hate doing it <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Mike being in control of your dating profile <laughs> No, he has a pretty good like. system because, yeah. like, okay, he's like, okay. no, this guy seems like this. This guy seems like that, which is like, I would it's never great because sometimes, like, ever trust him with my profile because he would purposely. <laughs> That's because you two are almost over. the same person. Like, he would purposely just screw me over just because he would think it's funny. Exactly. Like, anytime I Facetime her <laughs> and he's there, he'll take the phone and just hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very rude. Um, but like what I appreciate whenever like the rare times that I do get onto my dating apps and like he's the one doing he's like, oh, I think you would like this guy because like he likes this and you like that. And like he said this and like, you know, I know that you're really into that. And so it's instead of me having to like analyze like, I don't know, it just it's helpful to see a different perspective, especially of somebody who is a guy of like, oh, these things that I think that I have to worry about as a girl are literally nothing that guys ever think about. And then sit, like vice versa with him, like things that he is like, oh, yeah, but what about this and that? And I'm like, my girls would literally do not care. Do not give a fuck. <laughs> so, Parker, you want to take over my dating apps? <laughs> oh, I can. Oh, I would love that. Actually, I do don't it. know. Oh, my God. Do it. <laughs> oh, my God. We should do a segment in which Parker chooses three men for me and then I go on dates with them and see how that goes. Can I can I send Absolutely. them the first message? I, you can I'm going to agree Yeah, you can send the first message. I like that. Sometimes I'll message them. I don't. The problem with me and dating apps is that I disappear. I get bored and I just hate having ghost. notifications on my phone. And then I literally just fall off the face of the earth. So I am so sorry if I've ghosted you. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of work that I don't care to do. Yeah. I'm like, I, like, I know I should find try, someone, but. Or I could. Or I could not. Yeah, like it's like I could be on this app or I could be scrolling through TikTok, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, and TikTok just, will win every yeah, time. There's just so much good content on TikTok. Like I'd rather do that with my time than to have the same fucking conversation over and over again. Hey, how are you? Hey, hey nice sometimes you play the game how of like, hey. hey, are you a serial killer? Yeah, like I've done that one too. Like, it just it gets so redundant and i miss the days well obviously covid we can't meet people but i miss meeting people face to face yeah randomly i'd be down i'd be down to add that as a segment take over my yeah. okay but can you also take over alex's you got to take over both of ours sure actually I'm down. and we have to go i get three dates. three likes That's fine with i me. get three likes uh they have to be dates you can do whatever you want <laughs> i say i say we like i say I, I have to go on a date at least with one person that you choose oh okay okay don't screw me over no no <laughs> i'm here I'll, I'll i'll give you a heads up right now if I it am works to the out point. hold on if it works out <laughs> okay i get 20 percent revenue i knew he was gonna say that <laughs> i knew he was gonna say it <laughs> 
20% revenue of what? <laughs> Anything. Anything. <laughs> Name your for- your firstborn after him. <laughs> no, no. That doesn't bring much value to me. Hard cash. It's our cash, okay? You're not my pimp. You're not our pimp. No, it's a commission us. fee. I, it's not pimping. <laughs> I'm not processing you out. I am it's providing a service. Fee. Right. I am your manager. God, you should. You could start. A, you could be a matchmaker. If this I, works, I, I you could be should the totally next be a Look, I am like, I am so <laughs> close to like tracking down like an Indian matchmaker to arrange my marriage. Oh my God. I, I don't want to do too. the work. I've been watching, which, which Alex, I know you watch The Resident, but one of the latest episodes, oh my they God, had the yes. guy, like they had an Indian exactly, matchmaker yeah. and it just seems like it'd be so easy. Like, do they have, like, I'm not Indian, but See, can I okay. do it? Like, <laughs> can I do it? Yep, I want right? to do it. Like, I'm not Indian, but like, can you arrange my marriage? I like Indian <laughs> men. Like, and, I'm Indians down. still do, uh, <laughs> still do dowries, right? I don't know. If they do, I think maybe that's like, my old, dowry. Old traditional ones in India, but you also have like Americanized indians here and i don't think it's the same but it is a range but i don't think they pay (laughs) i don't know though i don't know yeah they might not pay if we had to have a dowry this is completely off topic but if we had to have a dowry like thinking of like all of the things that i have that are valuable it's pretty much just an autograph book of like famous either motor gp riders or f1 drivers that like i've gotten their autographs for which i don't really know how valuable they are but I don't have that's anything of that. I don't got a lot of assets. Like- no, that's why. Like that. That's why I'm gonna look for someone of value so that I can get the value. <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan for this. Uh, so this that's episode went off the rails. To out, but I'm <laughs> no, really okay with it. That yeah, is I feel prostitution. Like you're, no, you're I'm not prostituting. No, but you're literally. <laughs> Like this is how a pimp would word it. In no, court. no, no, in no. Court, yes, a, a pimp provides a one night service to their customers. I am providing a lifetime of gratif- gratification for a minimum a minimal fee of twenty percent of your current pro- uh, uh, liquidated assets. Can I just name my firstborn after you? Can we just Network. go back there we to go. that? I, we already had the first four no, conversations. No, no, we're not doing it. first. Okay, look, it's not so much that I don't believe that you should name your kid after me. It's that I don't like my first name. You, you, you're just gonna torture somebody with with nobody being able to pronounce their name. No, no, not about that. <laughs> I take back. I really like my name, uh, but y'all can't pronounce my name, and that pisses me off. Gerardo. No, it's Gerardo. <laughs> Gerardo. <laughs> no, the worst one is Geraldo. Jerry? Like, look, no, j- yes, Jerry. I hate Jerry too. <laughs> Geraldo is the one no, that pisses me, me pisses me off. <sighs> There's no fucking L in I my name. I hate when people call me Alejandra. I hate it. I hate it so so much. I hate it with like a the the burning passion of like a million dying sons. Like I hate it. But at least Alejandra Guzman was a good was I'm a good like, actress. My name has an X. It does not have a J. I have no problems with my name. So. Way to be basic. It is. It's. It is basic. <laughs> I'm sorry. My but anyways, mother, my mother yeah. chose very basic names. Uh, I guess we can finish this episode by saying, <laughs> uh, just like the end of this podcast, uh, my phone case has come to an end in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> oh no! It's just the back. It finally broke. <laughs>
broke. It finally broke. Oh, it's done. R.I.P. Parker's phone case. So now I only have a phone. No more phone case. Uh, you should get a oh, phone wait. case soon. I thought you were gonna get him a phone case. Oh Michelle. yeah, I'm ordering you one. Does it matter? Can I get you like what I choose? As long as it's thin, that's that's what it. Look at how cool mine is. Mine's cool. Yeah, so bad. Not bad. But, but uh, I'm gonna see if I can fix this. Hold on. Yeah, I think the point is we do believe in platonic relationships. We think they are very important. Yes. They help enrich your life. Yes. They help you get a new perspective on things. Yes. Always be very open and honest with friendships so that you know that you're on the same page at all times. And stop judging people on their height. Mm -hmm. They can't change that. She's going to throw that in there. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it, but okay. I was watching a video earlier and it... <laughs> I was watching, it was, was it was called The Button? It's like two people sit at a desk, right? We'll end this episode after this. So two people sit at a desk. And you, and you have to talk to each other for 10 minutes. If after the 10 minutes, no one presses the button, you guys get an all-expense-paid second date, right? It's kind of like speed dating, except they pay for it. Except they pay for okay. it, right, right, right. Um, but uh, this one this one guy comes in super super charismatic he's like the he's talking to the girl and the girl's ha laughing and having a good time and everything and then the the box also talks back by the way um and the box goes oh uh she likes men who are over five six and he's like "Ooh, yeah i'm not that right you saw me walking in right and she hits the button <laughs> oh damn like really oh. really you're gonna sacrifice having a good time because homeboy over there wasn't born above five six y'all y'all are y'all are the worst i mean it happens y'all are the worst it happens. The i worst. will refrain from comment as i have learned my lesson <laughs> about commenting on height <laughs> five eight is tall uh she and... pleads the fifth <laughs> all right i plead the fifth <laughs> acknowledged um all right so i guess uh with that we'll end this episode um so if you guys wanna listen to us on your uh, on your favorite podcasting platforms, or if you want us on another podcasting platform, um, just let us know. We're right now we're on like six different platforms, so you can share us to your friends. We're on a podcast app, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, you name it, right? Um, follow us on Instagram at the Toxic Diaries. Send us an email at the Toxic Diaries at gmail .com. Um let us know if you've ever had issues with some platonic friends that tried to go to the extra mile or if you were one of those friends. Um, and next week we'll see if I uh, land a date with a lucky guy for Michelle. <laughs> and Alex. And Oh, and Alex. That's right. That's right. You also volunteered. Uh, so that I'll try to yeah, land you Michelle guys. Michelle knows to log into my dating profiles. <laughs> Damn. So sugar daddies, check your DMs. I'll be in them. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.